Hello, welcome to the Gazette podcast. My name is Bupesh Chain, and today we are talking to Imran Hussein, who's the Director of Policy and Campaigns at Action for Children, which is a charity the partnership has announced it's working with for its Building Happier Futures programme. Hi, Imran. Thanks for joining me. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Firstly, can you tell us a bit about Action for Children and what the charity does? Yeah, so we're a really big uh, UK children's charity. We've been around since 1869. And we've got hundreds of services in all four uh, UK uh, nations. And we do loads of things, foster care, adoption, nurseries, children's centres, family hubs, services, helping with ch- teenagers with their mental health, having uh, helping younger children with their mental health. We have a, a free digital service called Parent Talk, which advises parents on, pa- on a whole range of different aspects of parenting. So lots of different services. Uh, and then and we try to use the, the evidence from all those services to, sh- to influence uh, government policy as well, which is, if you like, where my job comes into it. And tell us a bit about, uh, about your role in the charity. Yeah, so I'm the director of policy and campaigns. And so basically, uh, uh, you know, what we try to do is use all the evidence from our services and, you know, and evidence we commission and use that evidence to uh, engage uh, with decision makers and influence them to try and get impact uh, for children, so positive impacts for children, try and make a difference that way. And and we feel, you know, we can have a bigger kind of uh, uh, impact on children if we do, uh, you know, as well as providing services, if we're using the evidence of our services to influence decision makers. So, for example, you know, um, last year we kind of changed the law on domestic abuse so that children are seen as victims in their own right of domestic abuse, as well as witnesses. And that has potential to kind of change how society treats domestic abuse. So, you know, so we, we can do some really big things like that, but we also influence on decisions about funding. So, for example, everyone's really worried about the cost of living. We've been really active uh, around the issue about benefits increasing with inflation. And last year, the issue was about universal credit being cut. So, you know, we've been really active on that. And uh, uh, it's such a big issue for, uh, for for our families. The primary reason why we're chatting today is because of uh, the partnership announcing the Building Happier Futures program. There are many components to it, but one of the, the key things for the business is that it wants to be the employer of choice for those children or, or young people who are care experienced. And um, they also, in that announcement, said that the Action for Children was going to be one of the national charity partnerships as part of this. So tell me, how does it feel to, to be part of the this partnership and what does it mean for the charity? I can't begin to tell you how excited we are that we're partnering with John Lewis uh, on this. John Lewis is a much-loved household name and the fact that it's working with us on this issue of helping care children in care care leavers is just really important. I think you know it's got real potential to change lives and change minds. You know we know how important work is for everyone in terms of their identity, but also their ability to kind of fulfil their dreams, to kind of build a family, all those kind of things. This work is so important. But we also know that children leaving care who have basically gone through so much uh, in their childhoods really struggle to move into adult life to find work. What John Lewis is doing and, and the work we do with John Lewis has real potential to get more young people into work and, and kind of change their lives. And the fact that John Lewis is talking about this as an issue, that they're working with us and who cares in Scotland, all that also uh, helps change people's minds. It signs a real light on this area. And I think it's a real signal 
to uh, uh, other employers that they should be doing more to, uh, to encourage uh, young people even care to, to work for them. And I think you know w- one of our children's centre managers was uh, you know was saying the other day that you know for the young people we work with, it's you know, they would see this as a real kind of vote of confidence in them uh, that you know that some someone like John Lewis is out there saying you know what we've got to do a lot more for uh, for this group of of children uh, this group of young people um, and we want them to work for us i think that's a, you know that will have a real positive impact on the children we work with thanks for giving us that insight and uh, i think according to action for children's uh, figures you know every 15 minutes a child goes into care and there are about 30,000 who enter and leave care annually in england which is like a, quite a staggering figure and i'm wondering could you just Give us a bit more insight into kind of the challenges that care experienced young people face uh, or or go through um, as they reach adulthood and try to find the kind of whether it's further education or employment. Like, you know, we as a charity, Action for Children, we want to give children the best time in life. But the children we're talking about here, uh, you know, are some of the children uh, who've had some of the worst starts in life. You know, they're, you know, for all sorts of different reasons, but it's, there's been violence in the family, uh, abuse, neglect family dysfunction you know like maybe there's you know parents can't look after the, uh, the, them properly because of addictions for all sorts of different reasons these children have had to go into care to keep them safe and that means that their family life is completely disrupted their schooling is disrupted they're away from friends and all of that the abuse the going into care has a massive emotional impact on those children uh, that stays with them definitely throughout their childhood and probably for a lot longer. So they've had a terrible start to their childhood. And there's also, it also carries, going to care carries a lot of stigma. People forget that these are children who are victims. Uh, people forget that these are children who've been let down probably repeatedly by adults. And so right now they leave care. You know, we're really worried about children leaving care. You know, they're kind of on their own. They kind of may not have, probably won't have family to kind of fall back on to support them. You know, all the kind of help they're getting from social services kind of falls away. And so they're kind of, you know, they're having to kind of rebuild, build their lives up again by themselves, which is incredibly difficult to do. Imagine, an, you know, an 18-year-old in your own family kind of just having to kind of fend for themselves as they move into the adult world, you know, cook, clean, budget, find a place, all that kind of stuff, and do that without emotional support, do that with pra- without practical support. So, yeah, so, the, so, so you know, we are, these are young people that we work with who have gone through so much in their childhoods, and now as they're kind of starting adulthood, they've got these big challenges in front of them, and they're challenges that many of them, are, they're going to have to kind of face uh, by themselves. And so what we try to do, Action with Children, is you know, through our services, trying to give them the kind of love and support uh, that they weren't getting. And uh, and now, as a, uh, you know, if, for those who are leaving care, we try to also try to support them in that transition. To, so, yep, give them the emotional support, give them the kind of practical advice and support. They can get into work or they cope with all the different things they've got to do around budgeting and cooking, cleaning, all those kind of things. So, yeah, we try, you know, they, they face some big challenges. We want, you know, we're helping them and it's fantastic. John Lewis uh, are also looking to do that uh, work with us. How will you work with the partnership? Like, is, is there anything that's um, that you've already agreed to or any kind of plans in the future? The work with the John Lewis partnership, I think, has massive potential to change lives and, and change minds. So already, you know, for this Christmas, 
where you know we're talking uh, you know there will be children getting presents that are specially kind of tailored for them uh, and that may be the first time many of those children would have had those presents we're also having children going along to uh, sort of John Lewis Christmas grottos our children's homes some of those are now being refurbished with John Lewis so already we're kind of sort of seeing a kind of a fairly soon we'll see a kind of that kind of noticeable impact for many of our children but 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 the exciting thing about the partnership is John Lewis's long-term commitment to help children leaving care. It's already announced that the, the work around employment, and that John Lewis wants, to, in effect, to be the employer of choice for children leaving care. So that's that's fantastic. And we are talking to John Lewis uh, in particular around transition support. So as children leave care and move into adult life, what kind of support can we give them at emotional level and at practical level? So that's that's where uh, uh, that's where the conversations are at the, at the moment. And that's where I think, you know, we're, we're, you know, I'm confident we'll be making that kind of um, progress on uh, and, and uh, finding a way forward. Yeah. That definitely sounds really exciting, certainly for those young people who get those opportunities. Uh, and, you know, the partnership is quite a a big organization with lots of different avenues and lots of different opportunities for 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 those people who want to experience working in a partnership and I, and I wonder what what's your sense of how other businesses see care experienced people is the attitude changing is is there any what needs to be done to to make them feel more accepted I mean, I'm not sure. I think part of the problem is I'm not sure other businesses see this group of children, care experienced children. You know, I think they, they they do get overlooked because their lives have got off to such a bad start in many cases in terms of the abuse, the trauma, the disruption to their schooling. Uh, it may well be that, you know, by the time they become ad- adults, they may not have m- much in a way of qualifications. And so there's a lot of employers won't see much further than that. I think the the good thing about the partnership and the, and what John Lewis wants to do is that it does want to see further than that, and it uh, and it recognises that these young people have been through a, an incredibly difficult time, and it doesn't want to turn its back on them. So uh, you know, so one advantage, of course, is that yes, so there will be more young people who will be able to find jobs, become partners at John uh, Lewis. But but the message that sends out to other employers, the message that sends out to the rest of society, I think it will be incredibly strong in terms of, you know, reminding people that there's, really, there's a group of children who have been through so much and there's a lot we can all do to help them. So I think that that in its, that, that was so powerful in itself. As part of the Building Happier Futures programme, there, there are some specific shout outs to government for certain areas of help. So whether that's making sure that no child or young person is placed in an unsafe, unregulated care less accommodation that uh, all young people from care have a right to continuous caring presence uh, regardless of where their age or, or, or where they live um, and to use some of the unspent apprenticeship levy on, on providing target support for those leaving care and I'm just wondering how will you be able to kind of lobby for that uh, and how will actually those points make a difference for those people? I mean I, I think those halls uh, you know Will be really helpful in, in terms of making a difference. You know, one of the big, you know, the big one of the big worries is that you know children in care get kind of support by local authorities. Uh, they have the social workers talking to them, looking after them, and then they hit eighteen, and and often that all of that kind of support just goes. And so we just want to avoid that kind of that kind of cliff edge, if you like, where they suddenly they're on their own, they're, they're fending for themselves, and everyone everyone stopped caring about them. So we want to sort of you know get around that, and make sure that that support continues. We want to make sure that 
young people, you know, when they're kind of, you know, sometimes when they move from a foster home before independence, that they, they may go into kind of semi-supported accommodation. So we just want to make sure the right people are going into that kind of accommodation, that people who are vulnerable aren't going to unregulated accommodation. Um, and so all of these things, you know, will make a difference. And, and I think, you know, from governments listen, policymakers listen to evidence as well. So, you know, the work we're doing, the work the partnership is doing will all be influential in kind of showing to the government, look, you know, here are examples of where things don't go right. Here are some examples of when, th- when you do the right thing and the, and the difference it makes. So we're confident that the government will listen. You know, there's been a massive review about the care system and the government is currently thinking about what it's going to do next. So it's a good time to be launching uh, this initiative because it, there's an opportunity to kind of engage ministers and say, look, particularly you know, John Lewis can say, look, we're a big employer. This is something we want to do. And and, and there are things that we, uh, that we think that you can help us and young and care leavers are on. So, so I'm really kind of confident that some of these changes can uh, happen. And uh, if they do, then it would it would kind of change the operating environment. It would, it would mean that, you know, more children have got a better chance of finding finding work. Well, we definitely want to see young people get more uh, opportunities. We're in a cost of living crisis. The economy seems to be faltering. And I wonder, does that bring additional challenges to an organisation like Action for Children or, or, or even like how does it impact the, the children that you um, support? Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely a massive issue. I mean, right at the start of the pandemic, our frontline workers were saying, we're you know we're really worried about what's coming down the tr- the track so we actually we actually did set up our own emergency fund giving out crisis grants to families we had you know we had an appeal we gave out money you know in, in the first year we raised and gave out a million pounds to families uh, that we were working with and for food clothing but also things like you know educational learning resources um, particularly in the, the first lockdown when so many you know, families struggle to have that kind of access and schooling so definitely you know poverty gets in the way of all our work, all, you know, all the different services Action for Children provides, it gets in the way. You know, it's stress. You know, it's a huge wor- money worries uh, have a massive impact on parents. That it makes parents feel that they failed. Often, parents end up skipping meals so their ch- children uh, uh, don't go hungry. The young people themselves, you know, we all the evidence is really clear. If you grow up in poverty. It damages your health. It damages uh, your educational outcomes. So we know the impact of poverty. I felt in the in, in the childhood, but also in life chances. So it's a massive issue, and that's why we've you know we're not a child poverty charity, but we campaign on child poverty now because we we're really scared about the impact it's having on the, the families that we work with. And of course, you know um, the cost of living crisis. You know our staff are not immune to it. You know we're really worried about what it means. So to the charity and how we, you know demand for the charity is going up. But the charity's costs are going up too. So, you know, like like lots of other charities, we're really worried about cost of living for, for several different reasons. This time of year, I mean, certainly, well, you know, the cost of living crisis and the kind of pressures of Christmas, I imagine, are, are really pushing some some families to to feel like that they're, they're, they're not they're not getting their, they're not keeping their head above water. Uh, and and does or uh, well, that's a, another question. Does Christmas also bring its own additional pressure? Yeah. Certainly for I guess children who are care experienced who perhaps haven't had that stable family experience. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, for children who grow up who've grown up in care, yeah, it can be really difficult. You know, if you've grown up in a family where without the kind of love 
uh, the, without the kind of family life that other children take for granted. Christmas is a really tricky time. Uh, you know, Christmas isn't, you know, it's a, even if you're not religious, Christmas is, is a time for families, it's, it's family time. And so if you grow up in care, it's a real reminder that maybe you didn't have that that kind of family, that you didn't have, you don't have those kind of happy memories or, or, the, or the memories that you have are really bad. Also, it's a reminder that you're not with your family. You know, you're not perhaps not with your, you know, your brothers and your sisters. So, uh, and all the imagery around Christmas, of course, is all about happy families. So, yeah, uh, you know, Christmas is a really, for many kids, uh, it's, it's, it's a really tricky time. I mean, we run children's homes. Now, in our children's homes, we try and give the, uh, the children there the best Christmas possible and trying to fill like, the home with love. You know, many of, many of the children we work with in our homes kind of feel they deserve it, uh, that, that love. And it's hard for for them to accept that they're having a happy and a sort of safe time. But we try to make the home warm. We try to make the ho- home loving. Uh, and make Christmas as special as we can. But so yeah, we try to do our best. But Christmas is, can be a really tricky time. Pretty heartbreaking to to hear that. But I guess that's the reality of 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 the situation. But it, it's great that kind of action for children can can offer that support. And just for 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 our partners who who may not know sure. what kind of the experience is like. What you mentioned that um, action for children, you know, have these kind of care homes. What what is that set up like? Is it like a yeah. A traditional family home is it kind of like a yeah. like how, how does it all work yeah so, so so i mean we we were set up back in 1869 the, we were basically uh set up as a children's home you know everyone has this image now of children's homes being like the last place you want to send the child massive institutions um and what we're trying to do now is to sort of go back into do more which is children's homes but basically make them family homes like you know th- homes uh that have space for three or four children uh, rather than massive institutions so that's what we're trying to do we're trying you know and and our attitude the kind of um our mantra if you like internally is like we are family so that's kind of approach that we've got we want to give these children a stable and loving home a safe stable loving home we have uh, you know de- you know uh, specialist staff dedicated staff who you know who uh, work in those homes. I mean, during the lockdown, for example, you know, some of our staff didn't go home because of lockdown. They kind of made the decision that they wanted to, you know, to stay in the homes to protect and support the children. And so we you know, a number of staff who basically just stayed in the, in the, in the homes. So there's, you know, like incredible sort of dedication. Being in care is not, you know, it, it's a tough time for children. Our homes are hopefully, hopefully for some children, the right place. I mean, rather than the last resort, you know, and our staff, you know, work really hard to try and make them as kind of a positive, loving experience as possible. But, you know, but the children who are there are, are typically teenagers they've, and they've, they've been through a lot. You know, been, they may well have been neglected right at the start of their life. When they cried as, you know, as, as babies, they may not have had anyone respond to them. And that's just the kind of thing that has a huge impact on, on your development as a child. So, so the children we work with in those homes have been through a lot and we, and we, and we recognise that and we just try to give them the kind of support like, you know, you, you'd want to give your own child. I would like to thank Imran Hussein for joining me on the Cadet Podcast. I'd like to thank you for listening uh, today. Uh, and please do let us know... Um, what you'll be doing to help support um, uh, the businesses uh, building Happier Futures programme.